Shalom, I'm Dr. Jonathan Arya, and this is Kabbalah Pod. Everything within Yiddishkeit connects to Kabbalah. There's no way around it. To not study Kabbalah is to not take in the depth and richness that Yiddishkeit has to offer. To not study Kabbalah is to do the mitzvah without really having the kavana. Yeah, you may have the intent for the hand-washing to be the hand-washing, but do you really understand the spiritual implications of Tumah? One can go around and do all the mitzvahs and all the davening and the learning of the Torah and be a great yid, a tzitzik in fact. But there's a missing component, and that's the relationship with Hashem. To have a relationship with Hashem requires getting in tune with the spirituality of Judaism. The spirituality of Judaism happens to be Kabbalah, welcoming God into our life. Welcoming the Creator into our world that He created for us. By Arya Kaplan writes that the non-believer is an ignorant fool and a liar and can't be trusted in any way whatsoever and completely selfish because not only have they chosen to ignore the obviousness of Hashem in the world, but they've chosen to tell God, the Creator, that they're not that God's not welcome. He's not welcome in the created world for that person. So for the universe for that person, the one who created it is not welcome. And that's selfish. We each have our own universe, our own way of viewing things. I look through my eyes, I smell through my nose, and I hear through my ears. No matter how hard filmmakers may try, no matter how hard I may try, no matter how hard anybody tries, it is that way. I live primarily through my own experience. And so for me, the universe was created. And so too for you. You live through your senses. So for you, the universe was created. But the creator is still there. And we have to connect to that creator. We have to connect to Ainsof, the wonderful expansiveness that we can't fully describe, that we term Hashem. We have to connect to this entity we call God. We have to have a relationship with our creator. To not have a relationship with our creator is to go through life without meaning or purpose. It's foolish and short-sighted. And Kabbalah is intertwined to it, and there's no way to separate it whatsoever. Even to the point of the most physical of Jewish laws, for example, the laws of Kashrut, what's kosher, what's not kosher, those types of things. There's so much Kabbalah that's in it that we don't really fully connect to all the time, don't think. Yeah, we have laws we call chok. Well, we don't really know the reason. And today we may try to argue, why, well, maybe there is a reason that we weren't told not to have this, because at that time it was hard to make sure that it was not going to cause infection or disease. And so there are people who try to say that modern science has weighed out and proven the intelligence behind the chok laws. But on a matter of belief, on a matter of stance, 
We don't say it's for these reasons God made chok. We say these things may attest to chok, but we don't do it because of those reasons. We do it because of chok. We simply do these things because God told us to, whatever God's reason may be. And sometimes the reasons may seem scientific, but can we really know? And the, and the true end, until we have finished in this world and see the expanse of everything, we don't really know. There, there, there's no way around that. We don't really know. However, there are, there are evidences that says some chokim, it's, it's clear that there's a reason for those things happening. We can't say for a fact this is the reason, but we can say, yeah, this seems to suggest that that was a smart idea. Now, it's fascinating is that we also have in Kashrus, we have some laws that the Gemara carries out, the kosher laws, for example, on halav, right? On milk, okay? We have Gavina cheese. Gavina achum, it's not kosher. Gavina Yisrael, it's kosher. What's the difference? A Jew putting in the culture and rennets instead of a non-Jew. In some facilities, it's literally the Jew pushes a button instead of a non-Jew pushing a button, or the Jew pouring a packet into a vat instead of the non-Jew pouring a packet into a vat. And that makes the difference between kosher and not kosher. That is completely Kabbalistic. Think about it. What makes the difference? Why is it suddenly not suitable to suitable? It's the same ingredients. It's the same process. What is the difference? The difference is the neshama and the kavana. The difference is that a yid has done the work and a yid has introduced the ingredients and a yid has been involved in this process of making the cheese. There are other things too that are similar to this. And historically, there may be some connotations of the risk of a Vodazara. But today, at least in America, factory cheese producing, we're not going to find somebody using that as a platform for a Vodazara. Maybe wine in India or something like that. But I just find it fascinating that even in the very basic of dietary laws, it's not just how you wake up, it's how you live your entire life. It's all based around Kabbalistic practices. And what is the Kabbalistic? It's welcoming Hashem into your world that he created for you. It's welcoming a relationship. That's all it is, is you connecting with the infinite source. Thank you for listening to Kabbalapod on Anchor FM. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate us on iTunes and share it with your friends. Have a question or topic idea? We'd love your input and ideas. Send us a tweet, message Yidbrick on Facebook, or leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app. Not on social media? That's okay. Send us your ideas at yidbrick.com slash Kabbalah. Become a monthly supporter on Anchor FM or by visiting yidbrick.com slash donate. 
You can also show your support by sharing our podcast with others and purchasing our custom-made Kabbalistic Judaica jewelry or Yiddish artisan beard balm at yidbrick.com store. This podcast is a project of Yidbrick, building Jewish bridges. Learn more at yidbrick.com Kabbalah.